Hey everyone, and welcome to Managing the Mindset with Dr. Jason Novetsky, of course. Hi, Dr. J, how are you doing today? I'm great, Cindy, great to see you. Good to see you too, good to see you too. Well, last week we touched on mental preparation and using the BSTV, the good mm-hmm. BSTV, brief situation, <laughs> task and visualize, which was super helpful. So I thought this week we can focus a little bit more on pressure in sports. Mm. We know that's a big topic and how to manage all of that. Um, so I guess, yeah. So I guess just to dive right into all of this, um, with pressure, are there different types of pressure? Are there different levels of pressure in sports? Well, I think, yeah, there's obviously different levels, but I think what we really want to cover is the features of pressure. Yeah. And, and kind of what is pressure, how does it impact us, and then how do you learn how to manage it? So one thing I think we should we should talk about off the bat is a lot of athletes say that they are better under pressure. And the yeah, facts you hear that are a lot. Yeah, the facts are nobody is, quite honestly. You have moments, certainly, that you're amazing under pressure, but the numbers don't lie. In fact, in the NBA, they did a study a while back where they looked at free throw percentage during the regular part of the game and in the last two minutes of the game when the game was close. Wow. To a, yeah, to a player, everybody's free throw percentage in the last two minutes when the game was close went down. So nobody is better under pressure. Uh, if you look at that one particular measure, but yeah, I'm pretty sure you can extrapolate that to other things. Right. Now, the difference between those great players like the Kobe's, the Michael's, the LeBron's, they just didn't go down as far as everybody else. They still were not as good as they were during the regular part of a game when there's less pressure, but they just didn't sink down as much as everybody else did. So they are better than others under pressure, but they're not better themselves under pressure. So. That's one of the big things we talk about in my office and with teams is, hey, you're not going to always be able to take your practice game to the real game. You're going to expect some leveling off and even a decrease in your performance because that's what pressure does to you. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Then we jump into, well, what is pressure? So pressure situations involve three fundamental things. Number one, you're doing something that's really important to you. You care. So most of the athletes I deal with, and I'm sure that are listening, care about doing well at their sport. So Mm -hmm. that's in the mix. Then number two, the outcomes are unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. There's so many uncontrollables in a competition that we don't have any control over. And those are the things that we tend to overthink. The referees, the other team, the court or field conditions, things like that, that are outside of our control. And then you throw this in, which is the, the topper, being judged. In a pressure situation, you're being judged all the time, whether you like it or not. Uh, Typically, athletes are their own worst enemy when it comes to judging themselves. Uh, Then you have the parents and you have the coaches and your teammates and the fans and everybody else on top of the fact that you're, you're being judged and then you're being judged based on things you can't control that's really important to you. That's pressure. Different than stress. Stress is when you got a lot of homework and not a lot of time. You know, the pressure is a little bit more to it. What are your thoughts about that? I'm curious what you think. I know that I know. I think you're totally right. And actually, when you said um, doing stuff that we out of our control, that bring that brought me back to episode one when we first started mm-hmm. talking. And it that was a similar thing. <clears throat> was it some? There's sometimes there's things that we are out of our control and we can't control, and we just have to let it go. 
I remember yeah. you said that and that resonated with me. Yeah, so that was what you're talking about, like the ultimate goals. There's so many things yeah. we can't control there, but we can control the process. Well, good segue, because that's kind of you know what we're getting into here because you have choices when you're under pressure. You can either see those three things that I mentioned in combination as a threat, or you can see it as an opportunity, right? And so if you see it as a threat, all kinds of neurological issues start compounding in your brain. I don't want to get into too many specifics, but yeah. your brain produces some pretty nasty neurochemicals when you're under pressure. And those neurochemicals suck up all the blood and oxygen levels in your body. And when your brain and body doesn't get enough blood and oxygen, it can't perform well. You can't think clearly. Your muscles get tight because it doesn't have enough blood or oxygen. You can't move as well. Those little delicate moves you need to make, the touch isn't there. And essentially, Sydney, what we call that is choking under pressure. So there's a biological reason why we tend to choke under pressure, and it starts in the mind and then affects the body. Yeah. Now, the opposite of that would be to learn how to manage the pressure and then see it as an opportunity or a challenge and focus on what you can control, your attitude, your effort, your skills, what's required in this situation. And then you see it as an opportunity and then you get adrenaline and testosterone rushes and that's when you feel empowered and in the zone. That's what that's what the two differences when it comes to how do we see pressure. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you next if there's any tips for pressure, but uh, you did say, you did touch on one of the aspects of it all is people judging you and then that cause overthinking. I like to, I'll admit it, I'm guilty. I overthink all the time. And now that you say that, it makes me think, yeah, I actually, I do overthink because I am worried about this project I'm working on or what the, my bosses are going to think or what the viewers are going to think. And it's, mm -hmm. yeah, you just overthink just like you do in sports. Yeah, and there's a there's another great sport and performance psychology coach named Brett Ledber, Ledbetter out there, and he's done a lot of great YouTube videos, so I want to give him full credit. And he asked these two questions that I'm about to ask you. Um, okay. So I'm going to put you on the, on the spot, spot, so be prepared, totally <laughs> be prepared. Um, he asked these, this, these two questions to an audience of athletes, and he had them write down their answers. Obviously, you don't need to write it down, but just tell me what your thoughts are. And we don't want to make anything too embarrassing here, but we'll put you on oh, the spot. For fun. Okay. So, Sydney, tell me the last time you felt stress, pressure, anxiety. You know, just what was that situation you were in where you felt those things? Oh, man. Uh, could it be like five minutes ago? No, I'm just kidding. Sure. Could uh, be. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, I would think um, trying to meet deadline when you're for thinking about my industry in sports mm -hmm. broadcasting, trying to put videos together and make sure you're hitting deadline and putting it out there on time. And then also making sure that information's accurate and that you're portraying these athletes in a good light, I guess. Yeah. So just yeah. a lot of factors before posting it for a ton of people to see. Exactly. So the next follow-up question is in those situations, what are you worried about? People judging me. Yeah. So <laughs> or my usually... work not being good or right, right. a domino effect of all of that. Right. So typically what happens then is when we feel that extra pressure, it's because we're either thinking of something in the past that already did happen that we can't change, or you're worried about something in the future, something you can't control. And like you said, another aspect is what other people are going to think. Yeah. And those are all three things that we can't control. And so when we start to point this out to athletes, the light bulb goes off like, yeah, why am I worried about all these things that are gonna go on that I have no say over? And then we start to dig a little deeper. So I have a whole list of common things that athletes tend to think about or overthink 
and then we dig into these. So let me just throw out a couple examples of common things that athletes tend to overthink. One, okay. how big the game is, like a championship, yeah. right? We get all hyped up on the title of the game, but what we fail to realize is it's the same game. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you call it or where it is, you still gotta make the shot, you still gotta make the play. It doesn't matter if there's 10,000 people watching or nobody watching. So we get all caught up in the title, which we can't control, Right. instead of just focusing on our job at the, in the present moment. Another common one is your opponent. Like you're overthinking, oh, they got that person on their team, or she's really tall, or she's really quick, and things like that. And you can't control that, but you can choose how you're gonna respond to that. And that's a more effective way of thinking. Other common ones, obviously, are the referees, or if you're outside the weather. Uh, a big one is what your coach is thinking, the lineup, and you're worried about that. Uh, other people's expectations of you, who's watching, and like I said earlier, things in the future, things in the past, or school, or other personal things that might be yeah. popping in your mind. These are what we call mental traps. We get trapped into thinking about these things because they're habits, instead of focusing on the present moment. And so what I help athletes understand is, it's, it's normal to have these mental traps. It's okay. But what the best athletes do is accept them and own them. And so they pay attention and they notice when they're overthinking one of those things and they have a strategy to come back to the present moment. And that strategy might be something simple like a little mantra that reminds them like what they need to do or like the routine like we talked about last time, the breathe yeah. situation, task, visualize, or it could be if like you're a basketball player, you know, square the shoulders, keep your hands up, communicate, you know, what you can control in that present moment. And when you're focusing on those things, Sydney, all that other stuff starts to melt away. Yeah, I would say I'm guilty at that too. When something goes wrong, I can't let it go right away. Um, an example would be in sports reporting. I ask a question that I'm like, God, I could have. I could have worded that so much. It could have been so different. And then I'm just thinking about it. I don't know how. And I'm sure that's the same for, I don't know, a softball player. You strike out and then now you have to wait three, four innings until you get a second chance to right. get up to the plate again. How are you able to, in a short amount of time, how do you let that maybe like negative thing go? How are you able well, to? Well, you got to, yeah. I mean, I think that's really an important aspect of what you're saying there is how do you let that go? Because it did happen. So you can choose to focus on all the negative things that happened or you can learn from it, fix it and move on, right? So, you know, maybe ask yourself, what did I do well during that at bat? Like, did I make that pitcher throw a lot of pitches? Did I foul some off? Did I move a runner over even though I made it out? Um, so what did you do well? But then what do you need to work on? What did you learn from that experience that, hey, next time I get a chance or in the on-deck circle or in, I'm going to go take a few swings in the cages next time, what am I going to do differently? What do I need to improve on and focus on taking care of that? So if you have a, a plan and a job to do, that helps take your mind off the mistake. Yeah, that's a good way to put it because I just I feel like sometimes I for myself and I think people might agree with me you put pressure on yourself to do better the next time around, which could come in, I don't know, five minutes, 10 minutes, right after that mistake. So you just, like you said, gotta let it go and just move on and learn. That's right, learn from it and move on because you can't go back and change it. Yeah, so if if, um, if there was just a quick, like a couple of tips to manage pressure, what would you say to some athletes? Well, I would say first, start noticing what you are overthinking. What are your tendencies? like okay. some things from that list and just start paying attention to what am I thinking about? And then simply ask that question. Can I control this 
right now? Is there anything I can do about this? Uh, a common one is people are concerned or athletes are concerned about their homework and papers due because we're all dealing with student athletes here. So I say to them, look, is there anything you can do about your homework while you're on the field? Can you start writing that paper? Can you do anything at all that's going to impact your grade at this point? You cannot. Yeah. So metaphorically, when you get to the field or the arena or the gym, before you walk in the door, look down at the ground and pretend in your mind you're leaving your backpack right there. Obviously, don't leave your backpack there, but yeah. just think like I'm leaving my homework and all my outside problems right here. And you know what? No one's going to touch them because no one wants them either. So they will be there when you get back. So when you leave the gym, just kind of look down. All right, there's my stuff. I'm going to go home and take care of it because inside that gym, that's your place. That's your happy place. That's where you go to compete, be with your friends, have a lot of fun. So take advantage of those opportunities and the homework will still be there when you get home. Yeah, that's a great idea. And that, that can go for really not just sports, but anything, sure. <laughs> really. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Dr. J, do you think we missed anything else with pressure or anything you think we should touch on? No, I would just you know reiterate the fact that it's okay not to perform in the game just like you do in practice. If you do, you struck gold and enjoy the moment. But odds are, you're not gonna be able to take your 100% practice game to the real game. We just want our athletes to perform an upper third of their potential as much as they possibly can. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us again. And uh, listeners and viewers out there, if you have any topics you want Dr. J to discuss or you have any questions for Dr. Novetsky, please let us know and we will ask him away. We'll have a mailbox going. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Dr. J, and we will see you next week. Sounds great. See you again.